1: Welcome to And Company, your weekly review of the top headlines from chipandco.com, where we dive deeper into the topics that continue to garner your love and attention. And now, let's give it up for the two hosts of And Company, Sarah Solberg and Dislife Mark. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us here at And Company. This is our weekly news review here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe to be a part of the best podcast network in the Disney community. On today's podcast, we'll talk all about Moana 2, along with Disney's full slate of films for 2024 and beyond. Plus, Disney is pumping 60 billion, with a B, into parks, and the Velocicoaster was riding the struggle bus this week. But before we get into our news headlines, let's welcome the hardest working woman here at the Chip and Company Podcast Network, the one and only Sarah Solberg. Sarah.
0: Hello. It's Super Bowl week. I know. Are you excited? I just like the commercials and the food. I am. And I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, judge me, I'm a Swifties. <laughs> oh, that's why. And so Yeah, I I can't wait. It's it's like it's gonna be amazing just to watch people lose their mind over them cutting the camera to her. But is
0: she is she gonna make it back from Tokyo?
1: The drama. I don't know. (laughs) Of course she will. Of course she will. Dude, listen. Everybody's so upset about them showing her at football games. But like, has anyone watched any NBA coverage when whoever's sitting courtside they cut to? Like. When there's a celebrity, they always cut to them on the camera. So she's the biggest celebrity in the world right now. Of course, they're going, Truddle. of course. Yes, it's a football game, but yes, every single telecast always cuts to celebrities in the crowd. No exception. And
0: it's, it's made the NFL a lot of money. So, <laughs> so who is your, aside
1: from Taylor Swift, who's your favorite celebrity or what was your favorite celebrity moment that they cut from a sporting event to show the celebrities?
0: See, I don't have one. I right. do
1: Justin Timberlake and uh, Jimmy Fallon at the U.S. Open Classic.
0: <laughs> okay, that was a good one. That was a good right. That was entertaining. Yeah,
1: they're always entertaining. They're always entertaining. They you know are. what
0: else is entertaining? Moana what? two. Oh my gosh! It better be entertaining. I loved Moana one, but yes, Moana two is coming. Bob Iger, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, shared this, I believe it was just yesterday, that Moana 2 is coming this year. It is set to hit theaters 2024, which usually, I think for animated films, they give them a quite a long time from announcement to debut. So I'm super excited and surprised that we're going to get Moana 2 this year. So, building on the success from the 2016 Oscar-nominated original, Iger did express his enthusiasm for bringing more of Moana and Maui to audiences when it premieres in November. So, we do have to wait a couple months, but yay! Iger did say, This was originally developed as a series, but we were impressed with what we saw, and we knew it deserved a theatrical release. He also added the original Moana film from 2016 recently crossed 1 billion hours streamed on Disney Plus and was the most streamed movie of 2023 on any platform in the U.S. Were you one of those billion hours, Mark? Because I know uh, I was. At least one. Yeah, at least yeah. one of them. Mm hmm. I love Moana. I do too. Such good music. Right. But Iger went on to say that along with the live-action version of the original film that's currently in development, Moana remains an incredibly popular franchise, and we can't wait to give you more of Moana and Maui when Moana 2 comes to theaters this November. I had... Did we know it was going to be a series before yesterday? We did. Because I feel like we knew that, and I was kind of excited interested so but in
1: a year where now it's a movie. right so in a year where we just now remember everybody the sag after a strikes just mm. laid waste to the theatrical yes. release calendar so this was announced and it was a series it was going to be on disney plus but i mean i don't think that this is disingenuous i honestly think that Executives probably loved what they saw from what was being created for Disney Plus and good on them that they realized, hey, we're probably wasting something here direct to streaming. There's a theatrical release in this, and so they're probably recutting the film and they're re-editing it to give it, you know, a theatrical release. But it's, it's killing two birds with one stone, essentially. They need content right now in a year where they are they were suffering because of the strike. Now they have said content. They're still going to get their Disney Plus streamer because let's face right. it, after it makes, you know, $500 million to $750 million in the theater, then it's going to pour it over to Disney Plus and it's going to be streamed nonstop anyway. So why not make almost a quarter of a, three quarters of a billion or a half a billion dollars off of it? It's just, it's a no brainer. And Disney, let's face it, Disney's hurting a little bit in that theatrical department this
0: year. So they
1: needed this. They, they really did. They, they do
0: need it. And I'm excited. I loved the first Moana. Ditto. And I'm hoping because there has been a thing with sequels where usually they are not as good as the original. So I'm really hoping this one is as good or better.
1: I liked Frozen 2. I liked Toy Story 2. Uh, Agree.
0: Those, I think, are exceptions. There
1: are exceptions to the rule, and let's hope that Moana is going to follow suit with that. But, uh, so, Iger didn't stop, actually, Sarah. He did not stop with just Moana. Yeah.
0: He gave Let's us a hear what else he said.
1: Yeah, so in our second headline, we got a full slate of the upcoming Disney movies. And all of this, again, was a part of the earnings call yesterday. He unveiled the complete lineup of what Disney Theatrical is going to be getting. Basically, here in Q1, the stocks responded today. They were up tremendously. It was like, I think, 11 or $12 a share. But in addition to Moana 2, we're going to be getting the first Omen from 20th Century Studios. That's going to be on April 5th of 2024 we are getting uh, another kingdom of the planet of the apes. Remember they've like been doing all of those remakes and they've been re-imagining. Oh my goodness. I know. So like the planet of the apes is going to be like the cockroach of, of movies. Like <laughs> it's going to be remade time and time and time again, you know, fast forward 50 years and there's still going to be planet of the apes movies. Even if apes haven't taken over, they'll have taken over Hollywood, but we're, we're getting another kingdom of the planet of the apes May 10th. And again, that's from 20th century studios. Uh, There was a trailer that dropped today, Inside Out 2. That is June 14th from Pixar. And then the man who needs to write Marvel Studios will hopefully be Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 3. Marvel has been losing momentum. So much so that people are speculating, are superhero movies dead? Well, Deadpool is going to answer that. And it's going to happen July 26th. And of course that's from Marvel studios. Uh, Then we're getting a new alien movie. I love alien. I'm there. I don't care. I am there. I love Uh, less planet of the apes, more alien as much alien as you want. Uh, This one's called (laughs) alien Romulus and it's dropping in August, August 16th. Uh, I will be in California. So I'm going to have to catch that when I come back, but I will be seeing it nonetheless. Uh, Then we have a film called The Amateur. That's November 8th of 2024. We just said this Moana 2 is November 27th. Just in case you haven't marked that down, do it now. Uh, Moana 2, November 27th. And then Marvel is back again in 2025. The next Marvel movie after Deadpool will be Captain America, Brave New World, featuring Sam Wilson's Captain America uh then we get uh elio or lio i don't know how you say this either way elio like i think of the pizza like elio's pizza uh, uh well we're getting we're getting and he's not pizza it's a, it's a cartoon june 13 <laughs> from pixar and then it has aliens i think it does elio is about aliens uh and then we're getting Avatar. <laughs> so many so many avatars and this is where the beyond came in. So they were saying, okay, avatar three, December 19th, 2025. Then avatar four, December, 2029. I don't know. Is James Cameron. Like, is he going to just live forever? I think so. He's an old man. And then avatar <laughs> five, he's like, yeah, I'll be around for avatar five in 2031.
0: Like, maybe he's hoping by then he'll have his own like avatar he I, can just maybe. transfer his essence <laughs> into.
1: <laughs> That's amazing! Yes! That is the most amazing joke. You nailed it. Nailed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the point, point being is Iger is Iger's not just stopping in 2024. He's saying, listen, we've got great content. It's an incredibly robust slate of new releases as we continue to revitalize our creativity. Uh, and basically he says, like, we're not going the studio's not going anywhere. Hang out, hang out with us till 2031 when James no. Cameron Avatar,
0: James Cameron's Avatar presents Avatar. <laughs> he is the Avatar and Avatar 5 He is
1: the Avatar. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah, so listen, the earnings call didn't stop with that. Apparently they're gonna throw a no. ton of
0: money at parks, Sarah. Try sixty billion dollars. So in a strategic move unveiled during that quarter earnings call, um, CEO Bob Iger did outline a bold vision for the future. Underscoring the profitability of every Disney park in Q1, Iger expressed confidence in leveraging this success to propel the company into a new era of growth. The plan involves a staggering $60 billion investment in parks and experiences over the next decade with a particular focus on expanding capacity and unlocking untapped storytelling potential across Disney parks worldwide. So after mentioning the slate of upcoming films, such as Captain America Brave New World, Fantastic Four, Avatar 3, Iger pointed out that the films will not only reach global audiences in theaters, but as we've consistently demonstrated, they will become important anchors on our global streaming platforms, driving subscriptions and engagement while also continuing to fuel growth in our experiences business. After all, one of the things that truly sets Disney apart is our unique ability to turn top-quality IP into top-quality experiences, leading to significant growth. So what I'm seeing here, he doesn't mention Nothing how specific, Yeah, those experiences will come to the parks, or if they even will. I don't look. But I I mean Disneyland is expanding right now with a lot of those funds, I believe. They've mentioned possible expansions at Disney World. Listen, show me that could be included. Show me. That's all I'm gonna say. Like Universal
1: has tangible stuff that's happening. You know, the shovels are working, things are like they've gone vertical, they're testing rides show me I, like why listen why are we playing this game i mean you know how much i love disney you know like yeah. I, if you cut me off I, I bleed disney but at some point you cannot continue to just hold off and play like do this whole cagey like ooh, chill out it's coming when like why do we have to wait till august to do all this like this is what annoys right. me and there you know th- is this to sell tickets to d23 like is that is that what, is that
0: what this, this is? is? Tickets go on sale next month. They're getting us excited and hyped. Like, just give look, us, here's a little carrot teaser.
1: Uh, and I mean, you you know what you could do? You could have a teaser and you could say like, "Listen, at D23, we're going to be announcing an, an, a new expansion. Like, so, just something, something. Don't just be like, you know, here, let me flash the cash. Listen, you're going to invest." We're talking about a decade, okay? We're talking yeah. about a decade, and we're talking about how many theme parks around the world. If you don't spend $60 billion, the fans are going to be disappointed. Like, to, So just flashing that number to me, it's not enough to excite me. It's just basically saying, you know what? We're going to continue to keep pace. I want to see tangible stuff. I want plans. I want announcements. I want dedicated lands. And, you know, like let's start to transition from blue sky to getting the, the tangible stuff. Okay, cool. Like I love captain America, brave new world, fantastic Four. how show me how we're going to start to right. like, incorporate avatar in parks. You know, you, you drop that little nugget about expanding capacity. How where's the park? Cause if that's like, yeah, Tokyo, Disney sea is getting a new gate.
0: Right. That, that I want to know that it's the U S parks yeah. rather than like Paris. That or shanghai. right that doesn't so, help me i'm happy for them they got a lot of great stuff happening over there right now and recently opened like the frozen themed land in shanghai and hong kong and oh, i'll get bring there once. something over here right
1: i'll <laughs> get there once in my life but like once i'm not maybe yeah japan japan's not gonna be like a regular stop for our family so you know like and that's that's not be me being mean or whatever or like being like, oh man, Mark's got it's sour cream Selfish Mark. Listen, that's <laughs> just you know, you talk you talk about families. There's most families that don't leave the East Coast to go to Disney yeah. Parks. Like it took me almost my entire life to get out to California to do that. You think I'm gonna now all of a sudden like become this global jet setter and go to Japan and Shanghai and you know, go, go over to just like for the you know, Disney parks yeah, that are overseas. Let me, let me just go over and hit look like, uh, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. People don't consume Disney parks that way. So where is that sixty billion going? How much of it realistically is going to Walt Disney World? I just I need to know, right? I need to know. All right. So listen, it was a rough week. Speaking of Universal, it was not all roses this week for them. They had a big week last week with Epic Universe, but one of their signature ride experiences went down, and it went down hard. Uh, over at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Uh, It's home to some of the most thrilling rides. Uh, Among those, Velocicoaster has stood out as the jewel in that park's crown, offering adrenaline, pumping speeds, breathtaking heights, and an immersive Jurassic World theme. And it has left guests, myself included, exhilarated and eager for more. But there was a pause, a pregnant pause on the excitement, leaving many to wonder about the future of this ride and what was going on. But it closed for several days this week. It is, to update the story, it is back up effectively. It's Thursday night here at 7.30, and the ride is back up. But it had been closed for a while, and many had speculated that there was probably a, an exotic part that needed to be procured or installed, and it wasn't like it went down for a little bit. This thing was closed for days, but it reminds us how temperamental these new technological wonders can be and so yeah so you know a lot of people who are planning to go on that ride and if you book a vacation and you have like two or three days at islands of adventure and that's down like womp womp we had this happen to us at cars land when we went uh the radiator springs racers caught fire during my family's first ever visit to disneyland And my first visit, I didn't get to do it. I didn't do Radiator Springs until we went back for D23. So when those rides go down, it's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer.
1: So, but uh, listen, Mm. I love the Velocicoaster. I don't care where I sit. Yeah, I don't care where I sit, front or back. Dude, it's an amazing experience. So, but you know what I want to listen? So Chip, uh, Chip loves the Velocicoaster. What's your favorite ride? Is it the Velocicoaster or is it like something like Hulk or Hagrid's?
0: Hey Sarah, where did Chip go? Oh well, Mark, it seems like Chip has put on his Swifty gear and is flying out to Vegas to cheer for his favorite pop star. Most people will be cheering for either the Chiefs or the 49ers, but Chip is there to support the Grammy winning artist and let out his inner anti-hero. Mark, I think you already shared. You are you're a little bit of a Swifty. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's
1: me. Uh, yeah, I am. I am like, uh, and it's not a new phenomenon, by the way, you should know. I've been rolling with her since she was, you know, she was straight out when she was still country music. I was talking to someone about this today. Like she used to sing backup for Jason Aldean. I have, I have been high on Taylor Swift now for quite some time. And uh, I just, I love how all of this drama is playing out. I rooted for her. I watched the Grammys and uh, I, I'm all in. I, I'm a total switch.
0: Have you ever been to one of her concerts?
1: Uh, we almost went to the Eras tour this summer. And then I got sticker shock looking at what the price of tickets was going to cost. Yeah. And I said, hell no. <laughs> um, you know what I really want to do though, Sarah? I, so they're in residency for about one more month. I've been pricing U2 tickets over at the Sphere in oh, Las yes. Vegas. My bucket list item is that I really would like to see U2 in the Sphere. Sarah Thurgood, who you yeah. know, you know, Sarah, fellow, you know, fellow yeah. Chipping Company uh, personality, one of our reporters. She just went and saw them over at the Sphere with her daughter. And she told me this is her direct quote because I was thinking of like doing maybe like a quick Disney trip. We're doing that. And she said, No, no, no. Disney can wait. You got to see you too at the sphere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoa, that coming from you? She said, Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 So, bucket list. All right. Listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our Rushmore, Sarah's Travel Secrets. And we've got a little bit more Disney right after a word from our sponsors. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the World Showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor will introduce you to these communities, which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: All right, Sarah. Let's get into our Mount Rushmore of the week. This is where I get to talk about my favorite top four of something that is theme park related. Normally it's Disney, but today... It's going to be universal because all of this talk of VelociCoaster, it has me reminiscing about what I love about Orlando, Universal Orlando Resort and thinking how much I love both of their parks. So today I figured let's do a rare thing here and let's make our Mount Rushmore universal related, talking about my Mount Rushmore of rides and experiences that are not named VelociCoaster. So I can't pick VelociCoaster because that's cheating. All right, number 1 on that Mount Rushmore list, it's gotta be Hagrid's Motorbike. This thing's a game changer. I don't know if you've ever been on Hagrid's, but in terms it of,
0: is probably my favorite. It's, it's
1: the best thing ever. So
0: good. It's so good. Like the
1: in terms of storytelling and immersion, I don't think there's anything like it. The narrative while you're riding, you feel like you're in the movie. The animatronics, it's got a fun factor but it also could be one of the best family roller coasters in the entire world. There's no inversions. It's just pure delight. Even people that don't like a traditional coaster might be willing to get on it. Cause you do, you feel like you're just on a flying motorcycle and it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I like it at night, but I do prefer this ride during the day because I feel like part of it is being able to see everything. The headlights are cool at night where you can only see the track, but I do like it during the day just to get that element of, of flight and mm, mm, perfect. Yes. All right. So no, good. Number two, if I don't pick this one, my two of my best friends, Brian Lee and Mark Adams will absolutely come at me. So the amazing adventures of spider there's, there's all those great like hybrid screen rides where it's like, you know, part screen part, like, you know, it's got like the, the dark ride element to it. But my favorite, like there's transformers. There's a ton of them, but the amazing adventures of Spider-Man it's, it's often overlooked because people say, you know, well, there's transformers, but listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the superior screen and hybrid style ride. It's better than transformers. It has classic Spider-Man action. It makes me feel like I'm sitting on my living room with my TV tray out, watching the cartoon again. And so for a nostalgic value, it's, it's the amazing Spider-Man plus I get Marvel on the East coast. I can't do that in a Disney park. I got to go to universal to get my Marvel on. What's up with that? All right. Number three. uh, I'm going to change this up. I actually thought it was going to be Harry Potter, right? Escape from Gringotts, but that it has the best cue ever, but I'm going to go with the Jason Bourne stunt spectacular. Yeah, that's right. I said it a show. That thing is Amazing. Uh, It's got screen technology, but the way they use the virtual screen and the virtual backgrounds, this thing is... And the the big set pieces. Man, this thing has taken action and technology to another level. I grew up with the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, so I always had an appreciation for that level of, like, stunt acting and all of the, like, all of the choreography and how carefully crafted all that stuff is. But the Bourne... Stunt Spectacular is basically saying to Indiana Jones, hold my beer. And it's kicking it up notches. Now, I know I've gotten into some hot water with seeing this on a Disney podcast before, but I do feel like maybe it's about time for Indiana Jones to get a little bit of a revamp. You have enough movies to kind of like sift through now. So all I'm saying is maybe you get one or two new scenes, you kind of dust that one off. You know, you, you take it out of the museum and you add a a few new things to it. I don't think Indiana Jones should be removed from parks, but I think with all of the new tech, maybe Indiana Jones needs a new, a little new life breathed into it. So I was going to go with Harry Potter. Nope. I'm going to go with the Jason Bourne. It's not spectacular. All right. Number four is definitely going to be a hot take because people are going to be like, dude, that ride is hot garbage. No, it's not because it's a classic. And yes, I'm going to say this. It's going on a Rushmore. It's E.T. Yup. It's E.T. the ride. It's going on my Mount Rushmore. I don't care. Yeah, I know the second half is an acid trip, but the first half of it, it reminds me of like living in the movie. You know, the flyover was every kid's dream. Who didn't want to like fly on their bike with E.T. as a kid? I remember being on my bicycle, riding around North Arlington, New Jersey, like singing the theme to myself. Wishing that my bike would take off and I could soar over the moon. Thank you, Steven Spielberg for that. But I loved ET as a kid. It's a classic. This is an original attraction. I don't care. You have to go on ET. Welcome back. You need to do this ride. It's crazy. It's fun. And like, who doesn't love to hear the robotic ET at the end say, Goodbye, Mark.
0: It's the best thing in the world. Oh, man. Okay. So we went to Universal the first time last year, February. All of my my husband, my kids, we had never been on it. We all decided to go on it, and afterwards, my kids were just like, "What? WTF? Yeah. Was that the first? I, said, I I don't know. I'm sorry." The first half of it
1: you're like you're vibing right you're right. just like yeah, yeah like this is cool. amazing yeah. and you think it's over and you're like wow that was really short and then it's like, it's e- like you're gonna go to et's <laughs> homeworld and it gets weird what? it just, it just gets it? crazy <laughs> it's so oh man it's so good it's so good <laughs> it's so bad it's good it's it's on the rush board it's on the rush board All right, it's time for Sarah's Travel Secrets. This is where I throw it over to Sarah. She is our travel specialist from Destinations to Travel. And not only is she booking dream vacations for all of her clients, but she's also giving us a free segment every single week, telling us her tips and tricks to help your family plan the ultimate getaway. Sarah, what do you got for us this week? Share with us your latest travel secrets.
0: It's me. Hi. I'm not a problem, but it is me. So, something that was also in the news lately that we didn't touch on was all of the rain happening in mm. Southern California. Disneyland even had to close their parks early a couple of days due to the storm. I mean, closing two hours early doesn't really seem like a big deal to me, but it is what it is. They closed. While well, most of our listeners are Disney World fans rather than Disneyland we also know Florida does get a lot of rain as well, even if it's not hurricane season. I feel like Florida's just that random like, here, let me rain on you because I can and I want to and then it will stop and it'll be clear. Florida is just that random state like it's that moist. with their weather.
1: Florida is perennially moist. It's wet.
0: Yes. Thanks for bringing that word into the oh, podcast Oh, sorry. Today.
1: Yeah, I forgot. That triggers a lot of people. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: So today we're talking about tips and secrets that revolve around enjoying the Disney parks in spite of the wet weather. Here's some things you can do. Number one, I recommend this anyways, no matter what time of year you're going, and that is to check the weather ahead of time so you can plan accordingly. I have Anaheim and Orlando saved as cities in my weather app. And I'm looking at it all the time, especially when I'm stuck in the negative degrees and I'm like, oh, look, Orlando is in the 70s today. It looks so nice. But I digress. Check to see if rain is forecast. If it is, pack a poncho, pack a rain jacket, bring some kind of waterproof shoes or protection for your shoes because those will get wet the worst. Can I can I chime in? There. Can I chime in
1: for a second? Yeah. And if you sure. have the ability to, while packing, definitely bring a second set of sneakers. There's nothing worse than getting a, a set of waterlogged sneakers because you get caught in one of these storms, and then the rest of the vacation you get like the squishy squish. You know,
0: or you try and dry your shoes in the dryers oh, and they shrink.
1: Yeah, just the worst. So bring another yeah. set and let them amply dry out. And know, give them a day or two to dry out or in the room.
0: Even bring like some sandals or flip-flops that can get wet. Like I will take my sandals back when Splash Mountain was around and I would swap out my shoes just for that ride.
1: That's a good tip. Yeah, that's a good tip too. Squishy, squishy. Don't yeah.
0: want to do that all around the
1: park. Yeah, no one likes that.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Check for, the weather forecast.
1: Thanks for letting me tag into that. Thanks.
0: Oh, of course. Now. One thing that I have noticed in all of my trips to parks is that when it rains, a lot of people tend to just disappear. Like It's almost like rats running away when you, or cockroaches when the light comes on and they just scatter. <laughs> what are you saying about us, Sarah? <laughs> no, it's the ones that either don't know what they're doing or they're first-timers. They'll the leave that have park. Yeah, they have one set of shoes. Right. <laughs> They're not prepared. It's raining and they leave. So that means lower crowds, lower wait times. Stick it out. Don't, don't run away because it's raining. It's okay. It's just a little water. There's so many indoor rides and indoor attractions. Go do those and you'll get to do them so much quicker because you don't have to wait in long lines. There are also some rides that are outdoors that will continue to operate when it's raining, so long as there's, like, no lightning or thunder, right? If it's just yeah. a little wet wet rain that's going to go away pretty quickly, they'll continue to operate, and they, again, will have shorter lines because not many people want to ride rides in the rain. I do recommend, however, skipping the ones that are fast coasters. This last year, I went on the incredible Coaster at Disneyland with my husband because we were like, uh, oh, it's raining, but it's not like pouring. It should be fine. We got pelted Yo. in the face.
1: Listen, <laughs> with the water. I got caught. It, hurt
0: so bad. Yeah,
1: it hurts. I got caught. I mean, yeah. uh, Slinky Dog is not as fast we got caught in the middle of a rainstorm just on slinky dog. Like in the, in Ugh. the first, I don't know, quarter of the ride, it just started to downpour. So we had to yeah. get a remainder of slinky dog in like this, like pouring rain. It pelted us. It does not feel good. Like even at the 20 no. something or 30 miles an hour, it does not feel good. So I can't imagine getting, getting caught on the Incredicoaster, just getting like slashed. That rain must have been the worst.
0: It it was our own fault because it was raining before we even got on, and we thought, "eh, it's a it's a short line, it'll you, be fun." You Isn't chose not that big a deal? poorly. We did. So, yes, it's okay to stay and ride the rides, but just beware if you want to go on those coasters a little bit faster. Plan for some pain. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I recommend is trying some things you've never done before. It's raining, grab a dining reservation at a table service restaurant you've never had before. Or go learn to draw a Disney character at Animation Experience in Animal Kingdom. Grab a drink at Ogus Cantina. Fewer people means there's a better chance you'll be able to get into those spots as well. We learned how to draw... I believe it was Miguel from Coco because it was raining. And we're like, hey, let's go try something else. You never know what you might find or enjoy or experience that you otherwise would have, you know, skipped or just thought meh
1: because it's raining. What did uh, What did Miguel sing when it was raining? What? What color is the sky? I'm your more. I'm your more. You tell me that it's gray. <laughs> I'm your more. I'm your more. Don't ride the Incredit Coaster when it is raining, it would hurt you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That
0: we're was a little, beautiful thing. Yeah, we're a
1: little punch drunk tonight. I'm sorry. Go,
0: go ahead. Finish, finish this up. I'm killing it. I'm sorry. Go one more. Watch the shows. Animal Kingdom and Epcot are both great for indoor shows. Um, indoors means. No rain, of course. Dry, cool, very comfortable. Magic Kingdom even has a cute little rainy day cavalcade that will replace the regular parade when the weather is bad. And that's so fun because it's not something you see all the time. Just overall, plan that you're going to be wet, but you're going to have fun anyways. It's still going to be a magical time. Just embrace it. So when I was a kid, yeah. my
1: grandmother used to take me to these tennis tournaments all throughout New York and New Jersey. It was like the best thing in the world. I was, I don't know, eight, nine. And there was a tennis qualifier for the U.S. Open. It was always in Mawa, New Jersey. And there was a rainout day. Um, I think we saw maybe an hour and a half of tennis before like the rest of the event was a washout. Now, most other people like normal people, insane people left. you know camera crews would stay Bud Collins was there and they would show replay footage on the TV but every once in a while they would like cut back and here's this little 8 year old kid playing with a tennis ball sitting in the rain just having the best time of his life and that little dude was me and I was on TV Bud Collins was like check out this little fan he's not going anywhere my grandmother's under a poncho and I'm just sitting there playing with a tennis ball in the rain just embrace it sometimes it's fun to play in the rain just enjoy it. And, and, Go and, jump in those puddles. Jump in those puddles. Have a good time. Splash with the kids. Good stuff. Well, Sarah, that's going to do it for another episode of us here at Ann Company. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you learned something new, like play in the rain. But don't forget, yeah. follow us on Instagram at Co. Subscribe to our shows here on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and insights and discussion. Until next time jump in a puddle sarah
0: um i only have snow so i think i'll stay inside
1: <laughs> don't get frostbite sarah bye everybody <laughs> we'll see you. You, see you real soon hey guys DizLifemark mark here and i want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at chip and company Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Wanna travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co or email her directly at Solberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com.